0: Hello, and welcome to Small Business Happy Hour, a podcast where we interview a different entrepreneur or small business owner every week to hear their story.
1: We chat about their business, passions, struggles, and all things small business. Oh, and we drink with our guests during the interview, hence the happy hour.
0: I'm your host, Derek, founder of Yoga for All Humans, a fully online yoga studio.
1: And I'm your host, Holly, creator of the blog, The Bitter Lemon, and author of many books. We are so happy you're here.
0: Hi, Holly. Hello. How are you?
1: Doing pretty good. How are you?
0: Good. I don't know. I kind of had a busy week, and then Friday was my Friday off, and Uh I was planning on, like, had a couple errands to run and so I was like gonna go to a coffee shop and do some work for a few hours to catch up on things Mm -hmm. and then I woke up with a migraine so none Um, of that happened yeah plans ruined I know yeah so usually whenever that happens I just like trump it up to like my body being like actually you need to take a day of rest and I was like okay Yeah. yeah yeah does it bother you like the phrase, like, trumping something up to something, like, ever since Trump got elected, like, I don't want to use that phrase anymore, but sometimes there's not anything else to use.
1: I've never heard that phrase before. You just said it just now. Really? Yeah. I would say chalk oh. it up. Like, I chalk it up to...
0: Okay, I'm going to switch to that. <laughs> maybe it, maybe it's a Southern thing.
1: Yeah, I'm like, I've literally never heard it.
0: Okay, well.
1: But yeah, I
0: definitely
1: try not to use that word
0: <laughs> <laughs> fucking Voldemort <laughs> you, oh my God. you shall
1: not be named
0: right yeah no shit um <laughs> so I guess per the course I just finished cooking um which is what I usually do before we record
2: right um
0: I made quinoa bullshit. I don't know if I've told you about my quinoa.
1: Yes, bullshit. you did. I yeah, feel like you okay. just made that
0: recently. I probably did. Whenever I don't know what to make, I just make quinoa bullshit because it's literally just whatever I feel like throwing in there.
1: Yeah, but you said last time it was like Greek inspired.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. I know this time it's just like
1: random. Random. Yeah. I um, I got a new cookbook. It's like one. Mm. It's Kristen Cavallari's new one. I. I love all like celebrity. I have um, all of Kristen Cavallari's. I have all of Chrissy Teigen's prior to me knowing her, her problem, problematic nature. So I just got this Kristen Cavallari one and I got the stuff to make two things out of it. Because one thing that I w- I'm really excited about now that I am back on the nine to five, Monday through Friday grind is like, you know, on Sunday, like making something for my week. Yeah. Um, So I made already today um, The she has a recipe for pimento cheese dip, Mm. um, which I think pimento cheese gets like a bad rap, but I, I like it. I like making it. I feel like it tastes better when it's homemade, but. Oh, I bet. Yeah. So I made that, but she uses goat's milk cheese instead of cow's milk cheese. Um, In the book, she just says it's because like she limits the amount of cow products that she eats. She doesn't necessarily say why, but um, so I, I went ahead and like made the effort to, I don't know if you're like this, but like, I used to like when I was in college and right out of college, if I was making a recipe and it said something like goat's milk cheese, like I probably wouldn't get it. Like I would just get regular cheese. Like I was like, what does it matter? But as I've gotten older, I'm like, no, I really should try and get exactly what it says. Like that's part of the fun in making a recipe, you know? Yeah. Um, So I went searching yesterday for this like goat's milk cheddar. Like I've never even paid attention. Mm -hmm. Um, And I found some at Sprouts it was of course like significantly more expensive than cow's milk cheese but i guess it has a lot of health benefits like um oh. it has less sodium and like less cholesterol has prebiotics like it's just generally like better for you and i mean mm-hmm. it i mean it's cheddar cheese so sure um i also got the stuff to make some meatballs i'm going to make them with like faux beef but yeah I'm excited to make those later.
0: Yummy. Yeah. We're going to the movies soon, which, I mean, we went to the movies to go see Scream. But before yeah. that, it had been probably like, I don't know, five years since I got Oh, to yeah. Movies, you but...
1: told me that when we were at Scream. <laughs> I cannot believe that.
0: But honestly, I don't know if Wesley and I have ever even gone to the movies together. What? it's just never been really something that we do. We're such couch potatoes. Yeah. And he was like, "Let's go on a date. Let's go to the movies." I was like, "Who are you?" So, okay. we're we're going to the movies. And I think it's Alamo Draft House. So, uh-huh. you know, obviously they'll have wine there. And then I was looking at the menu and they have a lot of vegan options, so I'm going to get some yeah. vegan pizza. Oh, wow.
1: So, it's your first time at the Draft House?
0: I think so. Which, which one did we go to? That wasn't the draft house? I don't, I don't know.
1: Okay. We didn't go to one. You'll like it. They, they have like really strict, I love at the beginning, they always explain like there's rules for like, you know, they do not tolerate like people using their phones or talking or, and like, it's yeah. And they have good food and drinks
0: yeah i was really impressed with their menu i was like damn okay i I mean just the fact that they have vegan options and vegan Mm -hmm. chocolate chip cookies which i'll be getting um
1: (laughs)
2: so that's my biggest
0: concern um we're going to see i don't even know the name of it but it's the jennifer lawrence movie that's in theaters right now
1: oh um no hard feelings
0: that sounds right it looks really funny
1: she's like hired to like pull the kid like out of his shell
0: Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It looks hilarious. I mean, yeah. I love her. And then yeah. it, it was just looked like very silly and relatable. So Yeah. Be good for cool. some laughs tonight. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That'll be I already bought my ticket to see Barbie next weekend.
0: Oh. I was debating between Barbie and this one, but I let Wesley choose between the two. Yeah. 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 Barbie's so. gonna be good. I'm kinda jealous.
1: Yeah, I feel a little bit like over all the hype around it, and I'm like, I just yeah. want to see it and like get get to like what what is this? What's the substance of the movie? But um, I think it'll be fun.
0: Are you gonna dress up in theme?
1: Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's all good. Uh, you have to let me know how it is. Yeah. Well, our guest this week. If if you're ready to introduce the guest, yeah. um Megan, or she goes by Meg, I guess. I guess we never yeah. really got to the bottom of that. Um <laughs> but, but it's hala at Meg. So we're yeah. just gonna call her Meg. Um and I actually ordered some more Hala this week. I've been not on some hala. I got the cinnamon and sugar one this time. And <laughs> dipping it in a little bit of honey is just like Really fucking good, so.
1: So yeah, she makes challah bread out of her house. Mm-hmm. That is her business. That is her side hustle. That is because she's a teacher.
0: And a ballet teacher.
1: Yeah. Like
0: girls busy. Um, yeah. She is. But she talks about how she enjoys being busy in the in the podcast. But yeah, it was actually. I guess like the first person that's reached out to us wanting to be on the podcast so I thought that was kind of special about the episode because we've been kind of sourcing everyone but kind of did a call out of you know if if you want to be on our podcast and and she volunteered for hopefully she enjoyed it it was a fun episode so
1: yeah yeah and now I need to get some of her bread because it sounds really good
0: yeah you do and you'll have to let me know which one you get um, I got the everything but the bagel one again because that one is just really really good, good. yeah it sounds good yeah I'm like dipping it in some olive oil yeah,
1: <laughs> you and the dips
0: <laughs> I love a dip I do love a dip <laughs> that's been probably the hardest thing about being dairy free because of my allergy mm-hmm. is a lot of good dips are of course like spinach and artichoke dip oh I miss it I miss it so yeah. much yeah <laughs> I mean, I can make a vegan version. I'm sure I just oh, right, but down. you have to make
1: it. You can't just let right. it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But I should make a vegan one. That's a good idea. Anyway, it's not what we're here to talk about. So <laughs> here to talk about bread. Um, and she talks about it in the episode, but challah is um, a traditional Jewish bread. So it was kind of fun to hear about, you know, the cultural side of it all as well.
1: Yeah yeah and then she's sort of putting her own spin on it by introducing Mm. all these different flavors that she comes up with so that's fun
0: yeah yeah it is really fun so it's a it's a fun episode it's always fun to talk about food obviously yeah we end up on that topic anyway and I think this was the first time we didn't bring capitalism into the mix so just off the top we hate capitalism (laughs)
1: Just
0: in case anybody <laughs> forgot, we still have that. Edition. Oh my God! Well, y'all enjoy. Here comes Hala at Meg. Welcome. It's nice to meet you. We've been texting, and I know you and Holly have been messaging. So, uh,
3: yeah, no, you too.
0: Yeah, and I just ate some chala actually. So, <laughs> it's been like it's, perfect it's snack.
3: pronounced. It's pronounced Hala.
0: Thank you for correcting me. Hala. Okay. You're
3: welcome. And even if, like, more traditional, like, you got the uh, uh-huh. like the ch is like pronounced like you have like phlegm in your throat. Yeah. Uh, but yes, everyone. Yeah, I'm I, trying. Yeah, so the the sound is funny, but I'm gonna try and keep Luna.
0: Oh, uh, hello Luna.
3: As quiet as possible.
0: Luna wants white claw. It looks like. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing i have two dogs as well and my husband's not home yet they'll be home in probably about 10 minutes so they'll go crazy so at some point i will meet okay. and holly will have to <laughs> I'll have to take over because they go ape shit whenever he gets home
3: no so. i understand well thanks for having me
0: of course i appreciate you hopping on Obviously, you know who we are. You know, you you connected with us on the socials. so...
3: Yeah, um, I saw you guys, and I was like, well, I was like, I haven't talked to them at all. I was like, I wonder what they're about.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I'm obviously a small business owner with the studio, and Holly has always supported small businesses, and then is like an entrepreneur at heart. You know, she's always kind of been a side gig girl. So one night, we were just basically... I guess it was after your layoff um, Holly and I were just kind of talking about you know, her future and just kind of like, you know, on the line night and just talking about, you know what we wanted to do just in general and then what what her career plan was and then somehow I said why don't we do a podcast and then Holly was like, well what are we going to do it about and I was like, I've been thinking about it because <laughs> like, I always get frustrated, you know, like Although, like, you know, the big players get so much attention because they have money for advertising.
3: But the one thing that I love about social media is that you never know who you're going to come across. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that's definitely how I've gotten so much um, recognition. Also, like, I found you have to, like, find a niche that you feel like you're um, interested in. And then, because, I mean, when we closed down... Um, so I used to work at a Jewish school and a okay. Jewish, so, um, we had our first like zoom Shabbat and I was like, Oh my God, we don't have challah. And like, oh. so I might as well just like try making it. And it wasn't, That's how it happened. yeah. So, I mean, you never know like how things are going to go. And then here I am three years later, still making challah and I've had so much great exposure all through social media. So yeah. um, you just never know who is going to come across your page or who is going to be following your page at any time. So
0: mm-hmm. that's true. Or better or worse, I guess, sometimes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, like, I guess, like, I also had a lot of time on my hands being a remote teacher. So, yeah, you know, baking and figuring out social media and figuring out how to run a business. I mean, I've never... I don't have that kind of background, but I love yeah. connecting with people and sharing my story, so. I love that. I
0: love that. Um, before we get too much into the weeds, what are you drinking? I saw your White Claw. Oh, yeah.
3: So tonight tonight is a baking night because it's a crazy week for, for teaching. So okay. I just got a White Claw um, raspberry. Sorry, Luna. It's
0: totally fine. Like I said, I have dogs. I get it very needy she's she looks sweet
3: she is she's a saint for doodle so a saint bernard and a bernadoodle oh wow okay she's big Someone have heard that one yeah how much does she weigh right we think she well last time we got her checked she was 80 pounds
0: damn yeah that's a big girl
3: <laughs> yeah right now she's just, <laughs> she's just, what are you guys drinking i have rosé Nice, that's a, good, that's a good one. We Where's should say all day. And what are you drinking?
0: It, it, it's a big pour. Um, <laughs> so the running joke is that I always drink red wine. And what I've been trying to do is drink a different one each time we have the podcast, because Holly will get creative and do like cocktails and stuff. And I'm nice. just such a wine now. So tonight is, I guess it's La Belle Angel. Oh, um, I like
1: mm-hmm.
0: the label yeah awesome. apparently so like Lebel Angèle was a famous character of the early 20th century known for her beauty and choix de vive. she was the muse of many French Impressionist painters um, I, I've Are discovered I uh, like yes so I've been trying to like really stick to like French wine because I discovered that that's my favorite I've just kind of been like taste testing different total wine, you know, selections. Pinot Noir has always been my favorite, but I've been trying to hone in on what I like about different Pinot Noirs. This one, I would give probably about a 7 out of 10. And I think I don't like vanilla in my wine, you know, because sometimes it'll say hint of vanilla. yeah. And so I think I've narrowed it down to hint of vanilla is one thing I don't like. So, but overall it's good.
1: Is there a particular, like what, what about region? Is there a particular region in France? I Haven't
0: gotten there yet. Okay. I'm, I'm working on it. Yeah. But after this it's journey, funny.
1: do you realize like how you're gonna sound like such a wine connoisseur? I know. Going to like, I know. You're gonna be like, I prefer Pinot Noir wines from the <laughs> blah blah version of France.
0: <laughs> no, I'm gonna do a wine tour at some point.
1: If you get one with a hint of vanilla, you can like spit it out. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I love it. Anna.
0: Well, Greg, you kind of already started telling us your story, but I would love to hear about you know, a little bit more about how you got started with a That Sorry, it'll take me a second to to correct myself. Yeah,
3: that's okay. Um,
0: yeah, how you got sort of a hollow and um how it was starting your business because I know I, I've never in a business before either, so it's a lot of learning.
3: It is definitely a lot of learning. Um, yeah, so my business has been running for three years. Um, I literally, it started from my job, my previous job, like I said, and then really from, like, my social media and customers. Like, you know, my family's at my school, and then I was doing this for, like, about three months in, and I was like, I wonder if I can sell this. Yeah. You know, like how would I go about it? And then I like made a post and I was like, I'm going to sell call for like $5. Uh And then people started buying it. And then customers were like, you're selling it way too cheap. You need to up your prices. So I was like, okay, well, what would you pay for a loaf of challah? And um, it went from like five to 10 and to 15. And then I started exploring like different flavors and fillers and my husband works for Trader Joe's, so...
0: Oh, cool. Um,
3: I was like, well, I love all their fillers. I love how natural and organic and, um, like, real ingredients. It took me a while to, like, get to where my prices are, but I feel like through mm-hmm. experience and through conversations with my customers who were like, it's so cheap. And I was like, okay. <laughs> let me, let me raise it up. And I think it, it's just comes with experience and knowing what your customers want and being open to allowing them to have a voice in what your product is. I'm always open to constructive criticism to an extent because I recently had a customer who, when I read on me, and that was the first time I've ever had somebody who was really frustrated with me, Okay, um, which I know we're all going to have customers who are not pleased. some point in our journey yeah um it's just that this is not my full-time job so i have to remind my followers and on my website um like how backed up i am and you know when you place an order if i can do it you know being a full i'm a full-time teacher like my background is being a visual and performance-based artist Mm -hmm. and then I came into teaching and like I braided that into my my life like I've like like you guys I've kind of had like a piecemeal kind of life Mm -hmm. Um, I lived in New York for 10 years and um, I used to be a Hebrew school teacher and then I would go to grad school at Parsons yeah so I mean I was doing this full time when I was remote and it was easier because like we were teaching from home so I would do my teaching and then I would do a lot of my social media and baking from home. And yeah.
1: Um, I'm curious about your experience, you know, launching and running a business during the pandemic, especially since you are like particularly Baking, just because like baking was such a part of the pandemic Mm -hmm. for a lot of people. And also, I'm sitting here thinking, like, I'm hearing you talk about the ingredients at Trader Joe's. And I mean, there were times when there were no ingredients at the store. And I know now, you know, ingredients are more expensive. And so, I'm just curious about launching this during the pandemic, what that was like, and just the context of that.
3: Mm -hmm. Well, first, I had to like research, like what kind of flour to use. First of all, I'm not a cook or a chef or, you know, now I'm a baker, but I mean, my husband did all the cooking, like before we were even married, like he, um, like in grad school, he would be the one that would like do grocery shopping. He used to work at the Trader Joe's in Long Island called Hewlett, which is also like a very, I think like Jewish part of Long Island. I mean, it wasn't easy, but once I figured out like what I needed to get, it wasn't, it wasn't too difficult for me. Yeah. Getting flour. I mean, sometimes like I would have to figure out who had flour. Like at one point, my dental hygienist, she's an Orthodox Jew. And she, she was telling me that, um, that Walmart had, uh, um, King Arthur flower, the flower that I was using for cheaper. And she was like, a lot of Jewish people go to Walmart to get their flower for Shabbat. And she would tell me like the days that it would be busy. And then I would try and go during those off times to get it. And I had never been to Walmart. Like, (laughs) I felt like I was like very sheltered, like very sheltered Jewish white girl. Like, I will put it out there. Like, I don't know. Growing up, I never went walmart so i feel like walmart was a whole other perspective and you went during the pandemic for you <laughs> yeah yeah and like i already have like social anxiety so i was like oh god what am i <laughs> i mean so it was it was definitely an adventure to really start embarking on a business or even baking during a pandemic because my hollows at the beginning were horrible <laughs> like i was like baking them and then like giving them to family and friends. And like, my friends were like, Meg, this is like, not like this. Is not. <laughs> I definitely started off not doing great, but I mean, the ones that did do really well, kind of like taught, like through experience of like how not to kill yeast and how to make sure this is like what it's supposed to look like. Um So then I started investing in like different Jewish books that like helped me kind of, get to where I needed to be um but it was a, a big risk because I have an education I have a MA in early childhood had in special ed from Columbia Teachers College and then I have an MFA from Parsons and New School for Design and Painting and Performance Arts so it's like education painting ballet I'm like yeah so I just had to like maneuver around my creative juices to figure out like, well this is what I'm going to say. And I'm very open and honest about my story. And I think that also helps that when you're trying to like launch something that you fully believe in what you are launching, just being honest about what you can do and what you can't do is the most important aspect Um, Mm -hmm. during a pandemic. It's like, Food for me is like what was home and what connected me to my family. So, and in Jewish culture, and I know in other cultures too, food um, brings people together. So I was like, well, if I'm making challah for my families, and then I'm sharing it with the world through social network, um, through Instagram and Facebook, people are going to want to be a part of it. Uh And, like, who doesn't like breaking bread? I mean, we all were kind of feeling isolated. So I would do, like, safe delivery. Like, I will deliver it at your door. I will text you when I'm there. People would, like, leave me notes on their windows saying, like, I love you. Thank (laughs) you. Yeah. So I think it's just, like, really maneuvering through safety and through your own own plan. So I hope I answered that.
1: Yeah, totally. No, I like the... I feel like that's definitely food for thought, like the leaning into your authenticity, but like, honestly, I'm sitting here thinking about the pandemic and I don't know, I hope it doesn't trigger like either of you or or listeners, but like, isn't it so strange to like think back to that time of like the stuff that we did, like before we know, we knew what we know now, like, Mm -hmm. like disinfecting our mail and, um, like for me, I know like I only went to the grocery store like once a month and I would just buy a month's worth of groceries because I was so terrified to go to the store and like yeah. obviously it was not funny then. But like looking back at it now, it's just like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I can't believe that was our
3: life. Well, I even think like before the pandemic, like when we lived in New York and like there were storms coming, like winter storms or like terrible thunderstorms, like people would shop. So, like, they would, like, hoard stuff. So, I feel like it kind of, like, triggered, like, you know, living in the city and, like, seeing how people, like, thought the end of the world was coming. And then we all thought the end of the world was coming with the pandemic. And I think at first, for me, I was scared of everything. Like, I didn't want to go to the store. But then I was like, oh, well, I can wear a mask. And I, being a teacher and my husband working at Trader Joe's throughout the whole pandemic, I don't think we were as scared as, as other people were just because like, we were public service workers. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we just adjusted to like whatever we had to do. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't get, we didn't get COVID until like two years after it started. So I thought wow. I would like, I have a terrible immune system. My husband thinks he's indestructible. <laughs> <laughs> I got COVID actually after I did a outdoor event. Um, wow! I I, I kayak. We uh, did something called blazing blazing paddles, which is like the same the same path as like the fire on the Cuyahoga River. So I got COVID after that.
1: <laughs> Derek, have you had
3: COVID?
2: Not that I know of. Okay. Um, wow! You,
1: I,
3: I haven't had it. That's amazing. I mean,
0: I I might have. Yeah. The only time I might have was not this past Christmas, but the one before, I think. Or maybe it was this past Christmas. Either way, it was was one Christmas, and Wesley, my husband, only knew that he had it because his whole family did. Mm. And it was like, you know, a few days after he left, they all came down with symptoms and he was like okay then I guess I have it and I think his brother-in-law gave him like one COVID test and he took it and he was positive but that was like the holiday where like everyone got it so like by the time like I was you know up to speed I tried to go get a COVID test and it was sold out everywhere like you could not find a COVID test but it was asymptomatic plus it was asymptomatic would have never known so either i didn't get it from him or i was also asymptomatic wow
3: that's amazing that you haven't had it holly
1: yeah honestly well i feel like definitely for the entirety of 2020 i was in my apartment (laughs) like Mm. I, i was pretty crazy locked down like i remember getting like messages from some of my friends being like you're overreacting and i was like um, I, I personally, like I've had mono pneumonia, like those types of illnesses. And I've always gotten like the worst version of that. Gotcha. So I was, I was really scared I understand. Um, and I just didn't want to contribute. Like that was my main thing was like, I don't want to get it and contribute to the problem. But I feel like I, I, I got the vaccine pretty early and I, but, I, but also like, I went to, I'm trying to think, I feel like once I did start going out, I started making decisions about masking and things like that, like maybe sooner than other people. Like I remember my, my mom in particular, she was very much like, she lives in Indiana and she was like, they're not saying stuff about COVID anymore on the news. And like, they're not reminding people to wear masks. And I was like, well, it's kind of up to us now, like whether you want to wear one Mm -hmm. or not. And like, I'm not going to lie. Like I went to a concert and I took that mask off and was screaming my heart out and whatever. Like, I was like, I'm going to pick and choose. Like when I, you know,
3: I don't know. I feel like I did that too. Like being a teacher, like we had to wear our mask Mm -hmm. up until DeWine said like the masking was not mandated. Mm-hmm. And I do remember taking off my mask at school because we were like, "Oh, we don't have to come back to school wearing yeah. them." I did wear it in, and then I saw my co teacher like take hers off, and I was like, mm. "Yeah." So I don't know. It's still thriving. It's three years later. Um, I'm just still hashtagging as much as I can, but that's how my business has grown. Like through the um, news, the news networks uh, producers yeah. were following me for like six or eight months. And I was like, oh my God, I had That's cool. I'm like, I had no idea. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah, it was strange. Like uh, a couple of years ago, channel three was, I think it's WKYC. Um, A producer was like, yeah, I've been following you on social media. We need, we're promoting women's history month. It was March and they wanted to feature my business. And I was like, oh, like, here we go. Like, I was like, and I think.
0: You can pass on here if you want to, that's fine.
3: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Being a teacher, I just kind of like... Yeah, yeah, sure. So Mm -hmm. um, I do have like a potty mouth, but I try Mm -hmm. to be as professional as possible. But... It's uh, happy hour. So yeah, like like, when that experience happened, I was like, well, I guess it's time to make a website. I guess it's time to become an LLC. It's like... The experiences that I've had have helped me kind of like push myself to the next level, and now I'm at the level where I'm going to do my first pop up, and I'm also like freaking scared. Cool, yeah. Um, because my kitchen is really small, um, I have made a lot of challah for like the Jewish High Holidays for the synagogue that I'm in partnership sure. with, but I think like it's it's expensive. And I think like I'm trying to like now be better with my money mm-hmm. because I started my business from myself. So I invested my own money. And now I am not using the money that I start that I was using with my husband. And now the business is like really functioning as an entity.
0: Yay. That's, yeah. that's what you hope for. Congratulations.
3: Thanks. And it's like, I also used it as something I was like, I wanted some extra cash for myself. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want to sound selfish, but I mean, no, we're all trying to make ends meet and we're all trying yeah. to be comfortable. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's our new reality.
3: <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Holly I and mean, I have always been side gig people just because, like, you know, traditional yeah. work does not always pay the bills. That's just, yeah. Uh, was, you I know. think
3: not everyone is made for a traditional job. And yeah. I mean, being a teacher, like I didn't just become a teacher, like, cause that's what I knew. It was like, I worked, I, when I graduated from Parsons, I worked for Sotheby's, the auction house. Um, yeah. And then the economy fell. And then eight, like six months later, I was, I was let go and I was given a really nice severance pay. And at that time, my parents in Cleveland were like, oh, like, you should move back to Cleveland. There's nothing else for you in New York. And I'm like, "Um, I left Cleveland because there was nothing to offer. Yeah. And the city was just my heart and soul. And I made it work. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like that's kind of like how I'm how I'm brought up is through. Um, perseverance and just working many other jobs to make ends meet yeah so, so yeah some people are like oh you you do way too much I'm like but that's how like I don't like not doing anything but I've had to learn how to not do anything to like relax
2: yeah yeah even uh-huh. though when
3: I relax I still do like maybe 10 things maybe not 50 things <laughs> <laughs> I will still have a lot to do
0: yeah yeah, I feel you. That's that's the nature of you know having small businesses. There's always something to do, you know. There is,
3: there really there really is. I mean, I've been getting asked recently, like, oh, are you gonna quit teaching and just do your business full time? And I'm like, no, because even though I lo- like I know people who do it, but I'm not yeah. set up as that way. Um, and I've had people who are interested in becoming investors. But that yeah. also scares me because I don't want to be controlled by anybody mm-hmm. else. Yeah, um, I like doing when I I like coming and going as I please, when I don't have to be at my nine to five or you know eight to four, eight to five. Right. Um, but I also like knowing that I'm getting paid every two weeks.
0: No, I get that. I mean, I've gone back to work full time since starting in the studio. For that reason,
3: you know. So we'll see. I mean, maybe if I mean the business is three years old and God knows like where it's going and if it if it's thriving still in the next five years, we'll see. But I love teaching and I work with little people, toddlers.
0: Love that. That's so cute. So for people listening that don't know what HALA is, and I'm sure there's people that you run into that are like, What is Hala? How do you how do you describe HALA?
3: Challah is a traditional Jewish bread that is eaten typically on a holiday, a Jewish holiday or on Shabbat, which is every Friday. Okay. Uh, okay. It is a centerpiece of your meal or your blessing because we bless the candles we brought, we bless the wine and then we bless the we I can't talk today, sorry. We bless <laughs> the bread and you know we we say like blessed our God ruler of the universe like we're thankful for having this bread to eat and usually people have two because like you share one but it it could be it's a traditionally it's a three three braided three strand braided bread Um, but a lot of people like holoprince he's amazing he can make all these different beautiful braids but I keep it nice and simple three three is good for me three is actually my favorite number and each each uh, strand can represent something. So like, okay, like sometimes I'll think of like my community, I'll think about my family, I'll think about the life or like whoever the, the customer is and like what they're dealing with and like what their story is. I try to, you know, bless it as much as I can and make it with love as much as I can. So
1: you said there's usually two, two. Hala. At yes. Hala. So one is shared, and what is the other one? Like one is for your family. Oh.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: That sounds so nice. Is it? I, I honestly, I've never had hala. So is it sweet? You have
2: it.
3: Wait, didn't I send? Who did I send them to? Me. I send,
1: oh.
2: Yeah.
3: Derek is over there chowing down.
0: They're almost gone. <laughs> so, so
3: I will have to make one for you as well. And then you can like look at my website and I will send you one. I thought they were going, I thought for some reason, like you guys are like living together. I didn't know no. what your deals were. Uh, so next time I didn't know. Next this week I will send you. Next week I will send you one.
1: <laughs> I saw all the flavors on the website which I wanted to ask you about. Um but like if someone just has like a plain challah, like what is it sweet or is it just like
3: I mean it has honey and it's made with sugar. So mm-hmm. it is a little sweet.
0: I don't like things that are too sweet though and it's like the perfect amount of sweetness. Thank you. Yeah. I got the I got the sesame one and the everything but the bagel one. Yeah, Oh yeah.
2: Okay. That
0: everything but the bagel one is really good. I'm like, yeah, that one's almost gone.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I wanted to ask you about because you sell a lot of, and I mean, I know you talked about the fillings earlier. Like, you sell a lot of these unique flavor combinations. I'm curious, kind of how you came up with how you come up with those ideas and which one is the best seller.
3: So my flavors have kind of come from my customers and combinations that I think people would like. I started off with the plain, and then I love the everything but the bagel seasoning. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I wonder what this would be. And that turned out to be like one of my husband and my favorites. And then I would also ask him, I'm like, what do you think would be good? And like the Asi, they sell an Asiago and rosemary ho- uh, cheese, so it's already like with the rosemary in the Asiago. So I just like grade that and then I mix it into the bread. Um, yeah. So I just feel like I picked pieces, picked kinds that I thought I would like, and then made it, and then they kind of like gradually came up from customers. like telling me what to try like chocolate raspberry was something that I came up with um the pizza one was somebody else that came up with it and then the double chocolate was something that I thought sounded really good and like the sprinkles were really fun and I was finding like really fun sprinkles and I think like that also makes it like really pretty on social media so I was trying to make things that also looked pretty So, like, fig and goat cheese is very popular. Yeah. Um, uh, Apricot mascarpone is also popular. But I just made a lemon curd and a a mascarpone cheese. Oh, my God. It was like cheesecake in your mouth. It was delicious. Um, Trader Joe's just has a lot of really unique uh, flavors. And I also like the prices of them as well. So, like... (laughs) being married to somebody who works at trader joe's you get a discount yeah so i'm also favoring trader joe's because i am a lucky spouse <laughs> of somebody who works there yeah um so that is something that is the reason why for a lot of the trader joe's products and i really like them
2: yeah um, i do too
3: but i mean sometimes i'll go like i get my nutella from target and sometimes if i see something that I like at another store, I'll give it a, I'll give it a whirl. And then I post it on social media. I post all the chalas. I make every order on social media because I've found that people order after they've seen it.
1: Like what sort of, if there are any, like what sort of like laws, regulations do you have to like follow baking out of your home?
3: Um, Yeah, there are laws for the state of Ohio. (laughs) like you can you only you can have you can run a business out of your kitchen or your house or your rental it just has to have like one oven there's not much there I feel like I'm blinking because I don't have it I just know that I'm following all the laws and regulations i know that might sound contradicting right now because i'm Is like,
1: there like thinking. a limit like I, and this may just be like different states but i'm just gonna look if, it up really not, quickly not there was like a limit to like how much you could
3: yeah well it's like one you have to have like one oven it can't be industrial yeah so you can produce like certain kinds of food in your house um foods that are permitted for sale or distribution by a cottage food production operation so like they tell you like what what you can do you can't do like beans and cucumbers and puddings or (laughs) acidified food or freeze drying is not permitted as a cottage food production operation permit permitted foods are not potentially hazardous bakery products such as cookies breads brownies cakes fruits and pies The the residence contains only one stove or one oven used for cooking, which may be a double oven. And that's like something that I want for my future. Um, Mm Because right now now I'm using the Frigidaire like single with has like two, two racks um, designed for common residence usage, not for commercial, not for commercial usage. Yeah. So it's an ordinary resident, ordinary kitchen appliance. Yeah. I think, you know, like people know that it's coming from my, from my home. My home is not kosher. I let people know off the bat. Yeah. I try. I haven't had any issues with the law, um, (laughs) which is good. I've never had issues with the law, maybe like a speeding ticket here and there, but nothing regarding my business. And yeah. So I got my LLC through a friend who like helped me do that. And then um, I I keep my kitchen like really clean, really organized.
1: Honestly, and I, I don't know how you feel, feel about this, Derek, but any kind of like small a, a bakery, a, a smoothie shop that's not part of a franchise, anything of that nature, like it blows my mind because anytime you have to sell. Uh, Things that require fresh ingredients or if you're if you were just like let's say you opened up a bakery and we're selling challah by the slice, that would mean X amount of people would have to come in and buy mm-hmm. everything to cover your like it blows my mind how businesses like that survive in, yeah.
3: in the yeah. Well, it's funny because like people order like, my challah and they've never had it and they're like, holy crapola, like it's huge. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, people like freeze it and it freezes really well. And they're like, How do you know? Oh, that's good to know.
2: Okay.
3: Yeah, I have custom, like my one of my good friends, he ordered and he was like, Yeah, you know, like I put it in the freezer like the way you said. And he was like, It lasted for like two months. And I'm yeah. like, Well, it's good to know because people a lot of people ask how well it stays and it's just like it's through experience. And I mean, I eat clouds for like two weeks and they're in the fridge. So it's like they stay pretty fresh yeah if you keep them in their bread bag and then if you keep it in the tin foil in the bread bag in the freezer then it also stays yeah so, I don't know.
0: that's good to know that freeze as well we won't have to do that because i've been <laughs> eating it a lot but
3: <laughs> um and i do have a part-time assistant who also helps me make my bread that so that's healthy. good she makes my dough but like yeah it's a learning curve
2: <laughs> that's life yeah
3: Oh my god, no joke. No joke. <laughs> I know. I thought I was gonna like freak out when you're like asking me all these questions. I'm like, holy crap, oh will. like she's I'm like, let <laughs> me pull up my fact sheet. Like I don't No,
1: I didn't mean to put you on the No, spot.
3: no, that's okay. I'm okay. I you can throw me in the deep end. I will swim <laughs> to the top, I will figure it out. No. But um, but yeah, it's you know, it's really nerve-wracking to make something and then hopefully it's good and like I just changed flour too. So it's like, um. so you didn't get like the newer, the newer one, but I feel like I've perfected. I feel like each time I make it, it's like, looks better and better and it tastes better and better. These were
0: great. We've I had a tradition. So I live in Austin. I've been here for about two years. I lived in Iowa for a few years in Iowa city. And there was this bread or it was, what was it called? I don't remember. It was a grocery store, but it was, it had bread in the name and upstairs there was a yoga studio. So I would go to yoga. And then after yoga, I would go downstairs, go to the grocery store, get some fresh bread. Hola was one of them Oh, um, so good. and then get wine. And that was like my Friday tradition was yoga, go get some bread and wine, finish work, and then enjoy our bread and wine that evening. And so it's been a long and time. Since like so.
1: having like a kind of a little Shabbat.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I guess so. Because it was on a Friday. How about that? I didn't even realize it. Um, and that was—I mean—that was my tradition. So it's been nice to have Hala back in the house. So I was excited.
3: I hope you don't mind that I moved to the kitchen because I'm actually going to start like braiding because I just looked at the time and I really. You're good.
0: Like, I was about to say like I, I I know that you are baking tonight, so we've kept yeah. you for long enough. Um, so I was I was about to wrap up for us. <laughs> oh,
3: cool, cool,
0: oh, cool, Is, there, is there
3: anything else that you guys want to know about me or did I answer everything? That's what I was gonna ask you. So
0: yeah, no, we, we so much fun. We always enjoy these conversations. The only other thing we always ask is where can people find you well, on the socials? Uh, and whatnot.
3: On Instagram, my business is Hala at Meg, and then on Facebook as well. Um and I, my website is www.halla at meg altogether.com.
0: I love it. And now that I know it's pronounced halla, I get the holla at meg yes. piece of it. For <laughs> <Yeah, I know. laughs> the first I was like, I don't care. But now I know how it's pronounced, holla yeah. at meg. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. That's clever. And we have a lot of. A lot of clever things on your website with with yeah, wording. Right. Um, I meant to compliment you on that because okay. I love play on I love good play on words. So
3: I had a lot of help with that, so I can't take full credit for it. Sure. Yeah.
0: I hear you. Uh, well, it was a pleasure. Um,
3: well, thank uh, you, you for, for taking your time to interview. Yeah, of me.
2: course.
1: Yeah. Lunch and good luck with your braiding.
3: Thank you. <laughs>
0: And have fun at the concert and oh
3: yeah, thanks. We're singing hot diggity dog with my toddlers. So Oh cute. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fun. It's so funny. They're they're amazing. They're amazing.
0: I love that. That's so cute. And good luck at Pear Teacher Conference. And
3: oh, thanks.
0: hopefully the the Karen's stay away from you from now on. So
3: <laughs> I can take them. It's okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All righty. Well have a good evening.
3: You too. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen,
3: Holly. Where
0: can people find you?
1: They can find me on Instagram and Twitter at OrangeJulia7. Also on thebitterlemon.com and on Etsy, Bitter Lemon Digital. And Derek, where can people find you?
0: So I am on Instagram with my personal account at Yoga with Derek and that's D E R E K spelled the correct way. and on instagram for yoga for all humans it is at yoga for all humans on instagram facebook and tiktok um, don't judge my tiktok game i'm still learning on linkedin you can sync up with me Derek Hagler on there and yoga for all humans has its own linkedin account as well and of course yogaforallhumans.com is the studio's website. Small Business Happy Hour has its own Instagram account at Small Business Happy Hour, or you can email us at smallbusinesshappyhour@gmail.com. at gmail.com.
2: Cheers! See you next Tuesday! Tuesday.